Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Hi, everybody. I'm uh, Phil Estrada. Welcome. And I'm Kathleen Null. <laughs> Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. Yeah. podcast dedicated to all things glamour and glitter from Hollywood machine. Yes. And we have a doozy today. It was oh, chock full. my goodness. So the movie we're watching, we watched, is There's No Business Like Show Business, which was amazing, to uh, say the least. Amazing. So, uh... So right. how did you how did you know the I've movie? seen this movie. I think I rec- actually yeah you're right. So the first time I ever saw this movie was I want to say I worked at a video store right out of high school and I was going through a period where I was renting every single musical sort of like this <laughs> as weird, one does. Well I, yeah it was like this weird challenge I gave myself. I was like let's just go through the entire musical section and then that's how I kind of came across this movie and I saw it. I think it would have been about two thousand. Wow. So have you seen Great. this movie before? Um, I, believe it or not, I have never seen this movie. Oh I have God. never oh seen God. this movie. Like, I've seen pictures and I've seen stills from it. And I even have a sound, oh, it's like an album of Marilyn Monroe songs. And I realized about two or three of them on there are from this movie. Oh, yeah. No, um, really good yeah, so I just, yeah. but I've never, um, I had never seen this movie uh, completely. And I think this might be the first time I've ever really seen an Ethel Merman movie. So, um, so this, yeah, this was really great, and I, I feel like I've seen pretty much every Marilyn Monroe movie, and this was like the one yeah. that I hadn't. Yeah, I must yeah. admit, it is pretty over the top. I mean, I definitely would have enjoyed this as a kid. Cavill is a cavalcade of Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's like they, you know, you could use the word lavish, but if you did, you'd have to spell the word in rhinestone. <laughs> like that's how lavish. <laughs> that's super. That's how lavish it is. Lavish in this movie. <laughs> super curly cursive. I mean, it was, yeah. Just full, yeah, the curliest font you could find. <laughs> so, this movie was made in 1954 from the 20th Century Fox studio. Um, like we said, it stars Ethel Merman as the patri- the matriarch of the Donahue family. And it's the five Donahues. Yep. Which, of course, um, the father is Dan Daly, um, and who's Terrence Donahue. The son are Tim Donahue, which played by Donald O'Connor, and then the other son, Steve Donahue, played by Johnny Bray, who apparently was a big pop star. Like yeah, like a huge heartthrob teen idol at the time. Yeah, and then the daughter is the incomparable Missy Gaynor, yes. who as Katie Donahue, and she is Delightful. I love her. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, just like I just, can't even deal with her. They, and they all really were. They really did feel and look and seem like a family on stage. Or you know, when they were the, the whole the whole movie is about them. It's just it's the story of this showbiz family and how they start off as a couple um, in the like 1919 in vaudeville mm-hmm. and it's yep. just mom and dad and then before they have kids then they have one two three kids and then yep. they're a family and they struggle with you know, being performers and loving that life and then also having a 
just a real normal life for their kids I mean, and yeah, uh, being parents or the big story parents, arc of being right. a parent and all that dealing with that yeah and being on the road and all that stuff and yep. then eventually they become the five Donahues when the kids graduate college high school right they graduate high school and then they become the five Donahues and they play the hippodrome and it's like they're the toast of the town yeah and then eventually they run into they come start paths across with Marilyn Monroe's character Vicky Parker and then also a then it all starts coming like the the family starts growing in different directions. The, right. The, the, um, the the one son Johnny Ray Steve Steve be, decides to join the seminary and become a priest. Yes. And it's a and he's clearly homosexual. <laughs> 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 and just like there's more going on there. And, we, uh, yes, we we ended up having a Google uh, Johnny Ray about halfway through the movie just to figure out what was going on because. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just read about his history and who he was, and he was an extremely popular singer, not just in America, but in England and yeah. Australia, and had like a lot of longevity in England. But and then yeah, he's a gay. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, but it was good. It was validating. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Mitchy and Donald O'Connor's character become they kind of become a duo and leave the mom and dad behind, and they team up with. Marilyn Rose character, and then of course Evelyn Herman's not having that because she's just like, yeah. you know, like that that tramp is stealing my kids and all this other stuff. <laughs> and then there's a whole thing, there's a whole story arc where they go off and do a uh, do a musical number, and then Donald O'Connor's character literally implodes because he can't deal with the fact that he's in love with her on Marilyn Monroe, and then. Also, she's, he's kind of a drunk. Yeah, he is a drunk in this movie. He's and, kind of a party boy, kind yeah. of bro, and you know, he likes to. I mean, you they. Definitely kind of put the impression that he's like a ladies' man, mm-hmm. a tiny ladies' man. <laughs> tiny, tiny ladies man. And, uh, um, you know. Yeah, so then eventually the whole story, basically the story culminates with the Donald O'Connor character taken off on like a fit of emo-ness and like, you know, I'll, I gotta do a must up and go be a drunk somewhere else. And then yep. they, he goes missing and then the family's all up and um, like up in turmoil and turned um turned all upside down yep. and then meanwhile the sister gets apparently gets married and gets pregnant um, <laughs> but we never see her actually like visually pregnant but she does talk about her condition right. in a very 1950s way I think it was yeah it definitely was like she's in the first trimester and she's not showing and yeah. it's not you know it's not a big deal but can't get too excited doctor needs to tells her to take it easy yeah. Um, and then that whole at the end of the movie, basically, um, Donald O'Connor's character shows back up, and he is joined the because the basically this starts in the 1990s, moves all the way through to the 19 thir- late 1930s, uh, into the first of the right. start of the World War II, and then the two sons are eventually going off to war, and then they find out that Donald O'Connor has joined the Navy, and it's like a whole it's very America yeah. God bless America kind of storyline. Uh, literally down way. to the red, white, and blue uh, costuming right. and the, at the very end, yeah. all the family together. With uh, like it's like red, white, and blue gowns mixed in with you know Ameri- like army and navy uniforms. It couldn't yeah. have get I mean, uh, they might as well have had fireworks coming out of their poop <laughs> because it was, it was pretty Wait, patriotic. Waving little little teeny tiny yeah, flags, tiny little flags just come bursting out. <laughs> bursting out. <laughs> From their bosoms. Which. Actually, at some point that did happen. Remember when there they was wheel the, the little? The there's a part yeah. when they're when they're a young family and they keep wheeling their kids on at the end of their act. You know, <laughs> look how cute the kids are, and, and they literally wheel their youngest kid out on a wagon. And as the wagon's going away, these flags just fucking fire up, fire up on all corners, really so violently. Adorable. And I was like, it's adorable, but I was like, they could have poked their kids' eye out. 
Little kid just yeah. sit there with these sticks just like flying up at his face. But... Child labor laws are different back yeah. then. They didn't really care. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to just launch right into the, because basically this is a musical and it's like music gets carried through to the entire thing and it sort of carries the storyline. It's all lots of things taking place on stage and in theaters. So we're just going to run through all of the music numbers and how yeah. all of our thoughts on those. Um, but let's just highlight the fact that the costumes designed in this in this movie are designed by uh, two people, actually, Miles White and the incomparable, unmatched, prolific Trevia, who is the guy, basically everything Marilyn Monroe has ever worn that's iconic is Trevia. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. So this is one of the more lesser known of her movies, but it's also like it's he is in. Just, yeah. He's putting it all out there. And we, I, there were we there were times when I lost my mind. And there, there were, and I think that you can definitely see like this is a, a total like precursor to what we to Bob Mackie and all yep. of that, and we know that Bob Mackie he used to illustrate for trivia, and you really there's I feel like there's definitely sort of been like a lineage of costume design well, he, and style. He used to work with Edith Head, right? He used to illustrate for Edith Head and Jean Louis. I don't know, I I don't know if he ever worked with trivia, oh. but I think that there was a lot of sort of crossing. Cross contamination, a lot of cross pollination in these in these people's works because Jean Louis was doing those nude gowns that were fully beaded for like Marlene Dietrich, and right. also and then eventually Trevia started do, did a, did one of those for Marilyn in this movie, and then Bob ended up doing all the nude. So it's sort of like they were all. I have a feeling they probably all ran. They probably knew each other or had worked with each other maybe in passing. I don't know. If, I I would have to research to find out if Bob ever really worked with Trivia. Because his illustrations, Trivia has like a very specific illustration style that doesn't change throughout his career, which I've noticed. So I wonder if he used the same illustrator the whole time or if he just illustrated them himself. I actually not, I'm not sure because I haven't heard much about his. I want to do more research on Trivia. I think he's really cool. His work is just amazing. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, he's definitely done a lot of work, and I hope that as we go on and see more of these movies, we'll probably see more of that connection and different ones. So the first, basically the first, the whole movie just opens up with a musical number about um, about the couple, about mom and dad, Mr. and Mrs. Donahue rocking out, doing a song, um, Alexander's Ragtime Band, or it's the, or not Alexander's Ragtime Band, it's the one where... It's, uh, oh, oh, it's like, when the midnight choo-choo leaves oh, for right. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that, <clears throat> like, Mary kind of yeah. style. It's a little like, uh, okay then. That's Merman style. Yeah. She always does that, like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, at the she's end really of good at being so like a, sort of like a human trombone, if yeah. you will. <laughs> so that one, that number was adorable. She would have, like, Red, really red, adorable. Red suit, lit front skirt, like wrap skirt. Yeah. Which of course very is, teen yeah, look. So that adorable. Paul Poiret, sort of the rap it look. Definitely done through definitely done through a lens. Very musical lens, yeah. The slit front was very high. It was high. very like it wasn't as like what you would see out of like another other period movie term that would for they took that time that's probably yeah. closer to like real period stuff. So it was definitely yeah. like a period esque. I, I feel quotes. like yeah no and I yeah. think, I feel like throughout this whole movie I there were many times where I had to be like it's 1937 right like it's oh, 1940 yeah. right because it just felt like it was so much it was so 50 like oh yeah this this came out in 1954 it feels so it early 50s yeah. like even though so much style Missy Gaynor not what her makeup and hair is so on point for 1953. Oh, my God, yeah. Just with her little pixie cut and her little flick winged eyeliner. And she looks adorable, but it's like, it's, it's, 
it's the 30s or 40s through a through a very, a very basic lens, it, and it's yeah. like it's only 10 years prior, but I feel like in a lot of ways the men looked more 40s than the women. Well, they had yeah, the boxier, bigger suits. Yeah. It was almost stuff. easier. I bet you it was probably easier to convince the guys to wear yeah. stuff. Like, to, because the suits the suits are easy to, like, kind of fudge a little bit. Yeah. Um, Those were not the lavish you know, part the, of the costumes. Yeah, by but the way. women's stuff was, like, straight up, like, non... It was basically, like, contemporary clothing. But yeah. But, like, with hints of what was going on. Because at one point, they were... They were we went through the depression and I put that in air quotes because like they looked amazing and their clothes did not look like early no 30s they looked or, like you know like Christian Dior post war yeah. like nipped in waist a lot of peplums I mean Bethel yeah. Merman can sport a peplum like nobody's been I think that she definitely was like she probably was like I need a peplum <laughs> <laughs> give me a peplum with these giant cuffs <laughs> oh my god so many her fur cuffs. And oh, just God. hats that were pure artistry. Nothing. Her, she never wore a hat that didn't have something sticking out or off of it. She was giving head a hopper. Amazing. She was giving a head a hopper around for her money with those goddamn yes. hats because they were yes. like sculpted brims that were like came to a point and curled with like oh feathers that were like, like curled and like Gaparelli type looking. So her suits throughout the entire movie, just like every yeah. suit. She never rewore a suit. Never. Every she didn't wear the same thing once. And then, like, <laughs> Twice. every... And she had opportunities to wear suits through this entire movie. Yes. There's plenty of meetings. Beautiful suits. Plenty of backstage stuff. Plenty of dinner. Like, and she was rocking some amazingly tailored suits. Yeah. They were just... Trivia was going to town on those. This suits. was honestly, this is one of my absolute favorite era just for women's suits and tailoring. Anyway, like it makes me think like gentlemen, gentlemen prefer blondes. Another good example around that same time mm-hmm. of like just that beautiful pencil skirt and just the long lines and and everything is just so nipped and tucked and tailored. Just a little bit of a shoulder pad, but not much. And and uh, it just yeah they re- and then everything was yeah. festooned with diamonds and rhinestones and yeah. the jewelry and like every missy and marilyn are always wearing like big earrings yeah. like big, big hoops big triangles like it's it's amazing like there's so much beautiful jewelry and accessories in this movie too so um back to the original number so basically it's almost like a timeline number it's the same song over and over again it's the alabama song yeah. That eventually just right, it's the same number. It is, and but you then see they them do like it singing the, it through the years. Yeah, like so there's a few iterations. Yeah, it's like them plus kid one, and then the next segment is that the same plus song kid through two. plus kid two, and then the third one was plus kid yeah. three. The the not the second version, the second iteration of the uh, train to Alabama was uh, that. Oh my god, it was like mini Civil War it, looking thing. It kind, yeah, but it, it had that like late, it had that like teens like the gay nine, the gay nineties almost yeah. in a way, where it was like um, she had like weird little petty pants, but did, it, was, it was and it was so very cute. like Americana. I guess her dress was all pink gingham, all cut on the bias, and then the skirt was like paneled but bias, and then there were insets in the skirt of like a white, a contrast white. Yeah. It was the most adorable costume and it had like really giant crazy lapels that were just Lavish. I was like, Lavish. oh my god, the lapels came up to her shoulder and then speed, like they were the double point oh. collar. Oh, like, it was so cool. And they moved like, so beautifully because oh there was so much wonderful dancing. I mean, this whole time they're singing and dancing and tapping and and oh, and it's just and that I was gonna say you know in that first number when she's in the red, my first thought was how much she looked like Bette Midler. Like yeah. it reminded me so yeah. much of like 
like I would say 80 set Midler. Yeah, and, you know? totally, I mean, totally and then I thought, totally my God, fun. she would yeah. have been so good in that role. Like, <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, so that was the first number. It was like that third timeline number, adorable, hilarious, actually really funny too. Dude. Yeah. Like a really good bit at the first, the end of the first kind of like act, the first version of it where they got dressed in train outfits. They were like in train costumes to like represent a train. Oh my god, which it was, was hilarious. 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 <laughs> like the caboose sort of thing. And there's a lot of like, oh, it's just really, really butt funny. Jokes. A lot of butt jokes. So funny. I was laughing hysterically. Um, and then they eventually go, so then the storyline progresses where the kids, that's when they start figuring out that the kids need to be in school. They right. They should be sleeping in train stations, blah, blah, blah. And then so they decide to put the kids in school. And then eventually, the, is the, and I think the next number is a pretty girl. Like a yes. Body. And then they're like, oh, well, it'll just be the two of us. Let's, let's step it up and make it elegant. Yeah. And you get, you get the idea at this point, like maybe the dad kind of has a wandering eye or at very least something for blondes. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, we'll do a routine with with eight blondes, and she's like nine. He's like, what do you mean nine? And she, then you next thing you see is Ethel Merman with blonde hair, and she's oh my god, amazing. So uh, the next amazing. number is oh, that's right. We probably should have mentioned the entire song movie in the songbook from the movie. All Irving Berlin. All so Irving it's Berlin. All Irving Berlin classic songs, which is amazing. So a pretty girl is like a melody, which is. The one of the most amazing songs. I mean, it's like that's one's in every pretty much every yeah. Hollywood musical. And there, so it's all the different blondes coming down in like festooned in these amazing gowns. They're all kind of like it's like a story of gowns. They're oh all, my gosh! Which is like a big theater thing. Yeah. So each gown is sort of it's from the same like I. It's like the same design, but it's done differently each way. Yeah. And each one's a different color. It was like, really amazing. I, they were like those. It was like that 1920s Panier thing. Oh I think God. they were trying to be 20s at that era at that right. time because it was like. It was like late. They, it was like they had the kids, but it was before it, but it the was crash. Before the so, crash, but it, it was didn't like look anything at all like this one. <laughs> no, it was like the 1950s take on like Erte kind yeah. of looking things because they had, and they even did a lot of very 50s dance moves. They're like swinging them from side to side, very hippie. But they all it was really beautiful because when you see them all together, it looks like a bouquet. Each so, one yeah. was like because each dress was a different sort of like candy like a macaroon color yeah and and then in each dress like the you know it was like petals and each petal was a different shape i mean it was so it gorgeous. was ridiculous and then of course there the head pieces and the everything oh, it was just and amazing apples, and so the, all the girls were in these different pastel colors of beautiful and then apple was in pure black oh and her dress was like pure black full sequin and her skirt was the skirt all, was just boas. Like boas it was it was just boas. long strips of black fluffy ostrich oh, feathers man. it was so gorgeous with a huge was, ostrich feather fan uh, that she just used perfectly i, I mean, mean it was very that was they they west kind of looking in a way it, it was straight up it was straight up like vegas show yeah like what you yes. would see what you would have seen in the 50s from vegas yeah like if you went there and saw like one of their four shows it was as the costumes that i design in my personal work i'm like this is i was like yeah yeah give me a girl and i will dress her just like this because it's amazing that one girl that came out in like it was the fitted bodice and then they all have those big big clouds like skirts and yeah. the one girl had it was all handkerchief hemmed and it was all like and the organza. edges of them were like gold it was sequins. amazing it was like beautiful the wow. handkerchief of see one row of sequin on the whole hem so it like spark- I, uh, uh, it was like, I. That number was so funny because she's totally like the jealous catty wife, like, <laughs> like 
trying to dance with these other girls and like her husband's trying to dance with all these beautiful blondes and she's like get out of here kid you know <laughs> yeah. like the whole time and it's couple of like lands lands on her ass a couple times like gets up and is elegant so quickly again oh my god the amount of energy this woman has is phenomenal that yeah phenomenal her gown was really gorgeous too it had a really super deep v plunging v it was like clearly done with like nude mask yeah like like holding in place and it had like black with all those crystals like right all the the way down to the waist it was just amazing and like you really get the idea even seeing them they're doing these like big scenes like how these would have looked on stage like yeah. you're these were clearly costumes made to be seen from far away yeah. and they Lame. do these wonderful shots where they'll sort of pan away and they just they look even better yeah yeah into the back of the crap back of the room yep. it was definitely worth yeah it was so gorgeous um jesus that was such a gorgeous thing yeah um and, and then after that, the stock market crashes, right? Right. And then also after the show, so then they have this adorable little section where they all go off stage and um, they're like, that went pretty well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was when Bur- Apple Merman was like, <laughs> she put a stop to it nope. in a line where she was like, and that uh, was the end of that uh. <laughs> like, she pretty was awesome. not having it. It was really She's good. Like, that share my husband with nobody. Um, hilarious. Um, and then we also find out, like, at that point, I think their kids try to escape school. Yeah, there's that storyline <laughs> where the kids are like, we're going to go, we, we, we want mom and dad. And then, yeah. so they get busted trying to, trying to dip. And then, um, yeah, and then the parents get involved. In Which, there was a super creepy part where the two <laughs> little boys are clearly in Catholic school and they're, like, <laughs> trying to leave. And they're about to, leave, like, leave out of the door. You know, they're going to break out. And then you hear, what are you doing, boys? And... <laughs> Creepily behind them, there's a priest standing there, <laughs> and then Irish he says, priest. "Why don't you step into my office?" <laughs> and Philip and I looked at each other and questioned what kind of a movie we were watching. But then it was better. Yeah, it got it was. Luckily, <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of times that we were just wondering what's going on in the director's cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to make it through the set. Let's just say it's more costumes, less story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This movie is very costume-heavy, story-like, which we're super excited. Yeah. About. So then the depression happens, and then they have to um. So mom and dad have to just try and figure out and make jobs. So they cut to like yes. a montage of like odd jobs. Dad like hoofing it over at like Coney Island with these gorgeous backup oh dancers. Oh my god, gorgeous backup who dancers. Who were wearing like Again, black, more feather skirts. Yeah, like and it was just layers of ostrich plumes oh. in various colors. So they, they looked like, like birds. Oh yeah, it was very Amazing. I was like, I don't want to make that. And it was so cool. So you see that, then you see like Ethel Merman and the mom. She's like doing like radio jingles. So So they're just, they're really, you know, trying to make ends meet, you know, make it as a family. And then they kind of fast forward a little bit and we find out that all the kids are basically adults. Yeah. At least in. You know, by 1937 right. standards. So it was like kids graduated high school and now the five Donahues are back and they yeah. can actually go. And then the whole thing was like, they're playing the Hippodrome, which I thought was, which was, the, which was, so then the next number was the Alexander Ragtime Band one. Yeah. And that one was like, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to get real. Yeah. Like, this you is like, where it gets, I mean. I was like, we had to pause it wow. several times because it was like, what, wait, what are we watching? We need to, like, there was so much to take in. If, if, yeah. Just imagine sitting in the theater in the 1950s 
with like that number. In it's cinemascope? Like a, I mean, oh like, God. that's the thing. The whole thing was shot in cinemascope. So it's like, how can we cram <laughs> all of this into one space <laughs> yeah. for your eyeballs to max them out? Oh my God. And it was, it was like a 12 minute number or something. And it was like, we hadn't hit pause a few times. Costume. It was just costume. too, it was like, hold up. There's too much going by on the screen right now. So basically, the whole premise of that number was Alexander's Ragtime Band, but then each member of the five Donahues took you to a different culture oh there was yeah. a different country to like do their version of that song and then it just opens up with the whole with the ensemble doing it and like it's the ensemble and they're all doing the alexander's ragtime band and they're wearing these beautiful like pinks the guy the guys are in white tails like white tucks and tails with like, hot top hats yeah and missy and um ethel are in these pink bar suits. They're, they're like bar suits. It looks yeah. like the There's Dior bar suits. A lot of bar suits. a pink suits skirt going on. and yeah. like a pink thing up at the top. It was beyond good. It was amazing. So amazing. And again, one of those where I'm like, is this 1937? Because post- again, that silhouette was like so was Christian Dior bar suit, like full on. Straight up. Like, and then combined with Missy's hair and makeup. I'm not complaining. It was uh, it was delightful. Uh, a young Missy Gaynor. Oh so my goodness. Um, and really kind of was Hammy like beautiful, but like Hammy like uh, Hammy like um, uh, Ethel Merman? He just like mug, he works. She knows you know? how to mug on yeah. stage. She just mugs it. She's got that face built for stage. Oh my gosh! And she's just yeah. like expressions. Like she just has such a big expression in her face and that sort of thing. Which I, that which you kind of you needed back then. Which I, she just played it up so well. Yeah. She was not. She wasn't subtle. No. When she was on when she was performing. Yeah. Like, in quotes, like on stage, it was beyond good. Um, and then so then after the. This, which I loved about they the, go around the world, right? The so the world. So it's so like it's, first it's like Americana, like the first thing, like, you know, where they're in their yeah. pink and white, and then they go to Germany. Germany. It looks like Bavaria. It, it is. It's all Bavarian, like oh, it's all like during the third. Uh, everybody, um, stop what you're doing and watch this scene because <laughs> it <laughs> shit is crazy. Okay, so the, so mom and dad, the mom and dad are the first stop. It is Germany. Um, Dad's in like a later hosen, and mom's in the epic journal epic. you've ever seen. Epic. Oh my god. For anyone who <laughs> likes to go do Oktoberfest, some serious cost for, costume inspiration oh in this god. dance number here. It is off the motherfucking hook. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the, the line on it is the line on her girdle is so like it's very. Um, they really made them look like old world folky, and like they had super these big ornate, sleeves, super and, ornate, and like, almost like 18th century. Like oh I felt like Marie Antoinette. Very then, flattering you know? too. Though. Very like, flattering. Just, like. Ethel has a beautiful figure. She does. Like she, she really does. may have like the kind of warbly, like belty, like she belts it out like an old lady, but like beautiful yeah. figure and like really amazing well, energy. Yeah, she she kind probably of, was. She was probably putting that girl to work. Yeah, I'm imagining I'm sure. that there was a whole system of ropes and pulleys. She's like, honey, I'm hungry <laughs> all the time. Fuck you. <laughs> She's just like, it's what strap me in. It's time to go to work. Are we wrapping? Um, Good. I need a burger. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Ethel, <laughs> um, and then so this was great to see because there was like such a huge ensemble cast of background backup dancers and like all of these wonderful. Like, oh my gosh! They, and Amazing. all the backup dancers in the Bavarian section all had like gold, um, crystal pleated circle oh, skirts, which like, I was like, it was like if it was like a bar suit meets dirndl, but with lame. Yeah. It was I mean, re- it was, it, yeah, the crystal pleated, like, skirt. And I think that's where you're just, oh, like, that, I think that feels like, that feels very trivia, those 
gold lemonade press crystal, please. I wonder if he bought. I wonder if he bought stock, or he just bought like maybe way too many yards of that, and then just ended yeah. up making forty or fifty different costumes using crystal pleated gold lemonade. Because you see it throughout his career. He, that is he loves it. Like he 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 loves mood. himself a crystal pleated gold yeah. lemonade, which you know. I don't. I, blame him. I don't. I don't I'm not hating him. that. That's yeah. good. I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> Um, also, I was just thinking, like, back to your point, um, thinking about the next scene, which was with Donald O'Connor. Right, so the next vignette. And the, yeah, the next vignette, which goes to Scotland. And I was wondering about that, too, about, like, borrowing costumes, because, first of all, really amazing, really amazing I, yeah. dancing, but the oh women, God. the backup women, I was like, straight up, that's straight up Brigadoon. That's like is straight it, up Brigadoon costume. Yeah, because the whole thing is very plaid, kilt oversized buffalo plaids and like those sort of like what you would or tartans yep. and that sort of thing it's definitely the tartans are not like made they're not like standard tartans they're oversized for stage right. and that sort of thing so it's very graphic very gorgeous and donald o'connor is dancing like he's his life depends on oh it. my god insane. i was like Amazing. jesus christ he's going for it and it's good. It was really he, Donald O'Connor was amazing this movie. And I did actually read that um he, he actually considered this his greatest work. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. And I and I think it shows. Above the above singing in the rain. I know, I know. Oh. Above singing in the rain. He made cool. this after singing in the rain. And I think oh. that's really interesting. Like this is actually a few years after. Um, you know, but he considers it his greatest work. It's it was it was so this number was really gorgeous. And hilarious. Uh, hilarious. And, I mean it, but it was really beautiful because the men are in these really wonderful bold plaids and then there's some women who are sort of interspersed as backup dancers and like partner dancers and they're in these very soft muted dresses with the matching sort of like a plaid sash. But the silhouettes and the dresses themselves, I swear, look almost exactly like what the backup dancers wore in Brigadoon, which is fine because yeah. they're gorgeous. But yeah. they're these beautifully draped, really fitted bodice with the really full skirts on the sides and they're almost a very ballerina-like yeah. quality. I imagine they probably would have pulled from Western costumes. Yeah, I, I mean, and they looked great, but it's also, but... too, like, they didn't pull focus from the guys. Mm -hmm. It's clearly the dance was all about the dudes. Yeah. And it was just interesting how they were able to still put them in these lavish costumes, but their muted colors made them sort of, like, be, disappear at some point. Yeah. Love that. So nice. And then nice. the next, so next stop on your world tour was Paris oh, for Missy Gaynor's my gosh. So first of all, let's talk about her entrance because this this well, whole number was all about they pay. Apparently, they invested in an elevator, yes. one of those stage elevators that you like in the a in circle, circle shape stage elevator. And they were like, we're using it. 30,000 times yeah. during this number. And then, like, in case you haven't noticed, Philip wants one. He, wants he would one. like to start every day. That's how I want to arrive at work. I want to arrive at work from an elevator from the floor in like a pose full with like a full showgirl costume. And, and when you like, leave, you pose and, and go, go back down. down. Oh, yeah. So, Missy Gaynor, it's like Paris. There's backup dancers. They're doing like a whole can can, like a can can esque kind of thing. And then, um, and then she just appears out of the floor in this amazing, oh, amazing. beautiful costume, full, full like buffalo feathers, like bodysuit with like they were like, like a nude bodysuit. Yeah, the it whole was, thing. Like, or something. Yeah, it was like flamingo bird of paradise kind of thing on the on everybody, but she had the one that was like the. Like yeah, bodysuit with like two birds over her bosom. I mean, and it then, was amazing. Oh my god, and she was dancing like again, like her life depended on it, and it was doing it up. It was, it was, it was just so much. Yep. it was so much workness. Like, uh, and so much workness, <laughs> and it's just you know, I was just thinking, I wonder if that costume was directly an influence for 
uh, Baz Luhrmann's wife when they did um, oh, Satine and Moulin Rouge. Hoss when she did um, like her Diamonds Are Girls restaurant, she basically had a very, very Similar. close. But I imagine that. that they probably pulled inspiration from like yeah. Berger and like I mean, they were clearly trying to do the like, whole like French thing. Yeah. So it's probably very similar to what you Oh my gosh. So, it was so amazing. And the whole like story on, on stage was like the men are in these gray tuxedos and then the yeah. women are in black and pink and gray and it's just and there's like a whole like, almost like a can can feel to it. So amazing. Amazing. Oh my god. And then it's and then it goes into um the other son uh, goes into uh, Johnny Ray's portion oh, of it, yeah. which he was in, which was his like, which was the least exciting part. Because yeah, he's his his role in the family was the belter. He could really tell a song. Yeah, and so they do him, and he's like doing sort of a Liberace esque kind Very, of like yeah. man in a tuxedo at the yep. piano singing the song, and he is wailing on that piano he like is. it is going, like he's just pounding on that yeah. thing. He's and going just, to like, work. He's, and it, this is like Liberace, like when he was early, super young, and probably doing it around Liberace. the same time. As Might have been maybe 50. around that time, like when he was on TV, and he was more of like. A teen idol. He had no sparkly suits, no candelabra yeah. yet, nothing like so that. So this was you know? definitely that like torchlight kind of thing where he was just pounding on the piano, and I kind of love seeing guys pound on the piano. Like I, it, like, it is pretty. It's cool. like a lost art these yeah. days, and you just don't see people like really going and wailing on the yep. keys like that. Like, oh, and even his singing guy. style, he would just he really would get yeah. into it, you know. And uh, but it was interesting, and it, it it kind of I don't want to say like everything else was just. Like, it was like, in your face, in your face, in your yeah. face. And then and they're like, let's like take a, a moment to have a little bit of a lull. And then, and then, of course, it like just opens right back up. Oh, my whole, God. Like, after that, after he goes away down, down the elevator shaft. Um, of course. Because they, they all do this. That's your, entrance, that's your closing. Your, your exit on the stage is through the center of the stage. Um, the family that entertains together takes the elevator together. <laughs> <laughs> Going down. Down. Oh. Um, and then it opens up into like this crazy full stage marching band, oh all in gosh. black and white and tones of gray. It was very Ascot race from the um, yes. from My Fair Lady, which wouldn't have come out yet. Yeah, but it was like but those that, similar, almost like of, like the beginning. You know how the beginning they're in the bar suits. These yeah. were like more bar suits with black and white. Yeah, it was like, like a different color yeah. scheme, but similar thing. And then there was like a whole full chorus of people dancing, and then of course the family comes out of the floor and oh. they start doing their little. Um, they they doing again another reprise of. Alexander's ragtime band, and it's like they're wearing the suits are the the skirts are amazing actually on the girls because it has yeah. these wonderful like kind of like it's like suitcase like, braid patterning yeah, but it's all just it. like in a in a figure eight kind yeah. of infinity figure eight kind of thing around it, and then the guys are attached the tails again, and the girls are also wearing these amazing hats with like those super long ostrich feathers. Yeah, you take the feather the the actual. In, individual feather and tie them together to make them super long like they did back in the day because apparently they had thousand hours and people would see these anything right children <laughs> yes so loose labor they, laws which, yeah so they're yeah the things they did back then were yeah <laughs> scrupulous <laughs> but there was beautiful like use, using the feather in that way they do that a lot actually you see it you see it in dinner at dinner at eight on the gown that um that Harlow wears you see a lot in Ginger Rogers where they where they take the actual individual plume like not the full scale back um like what you would make a boa out of uh-huh. and block the individual tiny thing and tie them together make them super long into like super long fringe that floats in the air. It's that sounds it, amazing. It, it's amazing. A lot of work. Well, there was a lot, lot of, of fur and feathers and yes. I mean 
again, lavish. Let's lavish. just dot the I and lavish with the Hope Diamond. <laughs> that's how friggin' lavish this was. And it was like, it just get, kept getting more and more and more. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. So then that's the end of the number, everyone. And yeah. So then and they, it was a huge success. Like, the whole, like, you know, kind of the story so far is like, okay, the family's grown up, they're together. They, you know, they're popular. Everything's great. They're the toast of Broadway. Yep. Working with the Hippodrome, all that stuff. And apparently they wrap up around 5 o'clock and it's dinner time because then they're like, hey, Cole, we're just going to go to dinner now. And like. <laughs> yeah, it's the nightclub sort of life where it's like the, mo- the show ends at like 10 and then they yeah. go out afterwards. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Night, that they're in New York, so it probably so. would be. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go to a nightclub and of course um, the hat check girl is Marilyn Monroe. What? And she's wearing this French maid kind of like costume thing. It looks like a French maid, but she's a hatchet girl. So yeah. it's like black with like white frilly, like white seated frills. Yeah, she's not top. wearing like the little French maid hat or no, anything. No, but, it's but like, it looks exactly like what you would see a French maid. Very nipped in at the waist and then a huge full skirt, but then it has like a white organza. Yep. Like apron on it. It's the most adorable. You know what it made me think of is the, the French maid in the Vogue video when she goes oh, yeah. to pick it up and it looks almost just like that. I could see that. Yeah, but it's very, very it's a very sexed up French movie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so she just happens to be this hatchet girl, and that's the thing is, it's like, so this is like an average night in the life of this family, right? (laughs) Like, like the parents were like, oh, we're gonna go to dinner. Where's our kids? I don't know. We'll just go home. And then so one of them like goes is already at a nightclub. Yeah, sister's already there trying to have a date with this guy who's hideous, (laughs) rude, and a horrible tasting drink. And she's like, you can tell she's just in hell and can't wait to get out of there. Then Donald O'Connor shows up, and he's with his date. He's with a date. Who, who is, like, an, like apparently this this kid gets around, and he likes, he just likes pussy. Like, <laughs> he is into it. They really, they really give you the, the sort of thing of, like, okay, there's the two brothers. One wants to be the priest, and then one is, like, the womanizer. The wild child. The wild child, yeah. sort of. But and then the sister is like, you know, well, she's just going to fall into that 15th bucket of get married and have a baby. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, but that's uh, pretty much, you know, sort of their roles in this, you know, yeah, there was story. Like really, there was like, it was really funny when Donald Connor was on the date with his lady. Like she, he was, it was funny because Donald Connor at this time is supposed to be 20 years old in the story. Like they mentioned yeah. how young he is. Yeah. And I was like, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he looks like he's 40. If he's that is supposed to be and like 1940 and they do not, like there's a no. big difference between 1940 and like 1953, yeah. 54. But then his date is supposed to be like. She's like quote unquote older woman. Something older. She looks older than he does, or something. And I was like, and then she makes this crack about how he's getting old, and I was like, bitch, talk about getting old. Yeah, well. She, she was just a serious kook, you know, she was like, like a kooky horse girl. That was some odd. Some and I used the word girl loosely, <laughs> like the way she's loose. She was, she was a, she was a mature woman. Yeah, I thought that was woman of a certain casting. age. Um, yeah, so that was that was so that was some rough stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it was uh, it was good so far, was like fun. that. Oh, and that was the other thing was that. <laughs> The other brother, he wasn't going to go to dinner and go party. He was going to go take a walk in the park, <laughs> which made Philip laugh a lot. <laughs> Get your ass out of the rain. Because if anyone's watched Mad Men, <laughs> there's a character in that is named Sal. He would take a lot of walks in the park, too. <laughs> he yeah. was a gang. He was a gang. Like, it was, I was like, keep walking in the park, honey. We all know what you're <laughs> <laughs> oh, My God. Um, so then the whole... Um, 
the whole basically what Marilyn Monroe is that there's a story where she needs there's like a big investor who or right casting director is going to come and see so she it was her opportunity to sing and then so she makes she ends up with her working with her manager to sit to arranging it to sing for this guy basically to try and launch her career and all that stuff so so uh this is when she does the number at after you want after you get what you want you don't want it and then she comes out wearing that full trivia gown which is amazing it's the, like the iconic look from yeah. from this movie it's the Full, it's a nude gown with white, with white motifs all done in like beads and sequins. And then she has this amazing headpiece too that looks like it's made of feathers, but it's not clearly not made yeah. of feathers. We, we couldn't tell what material that was. They almost look like fiber optic fibers. Right. Like but not little, lit but up. Not, it's not like definitely up, yeah. has that like kind of like plastic almost look because they're all blunt cut all at the same length and but they fan out very beautifully. I it's bet, cool. I bet they beautiful. are probably something that is illegal for us to have. <laughs> Because they remember this was at a time when there really was no it's regulation. Made. It could probably be from some very exotic bird. It's just made that, of pure lead. That, that, you know, or like some baby bird <laughs> that would be completely unethical in this time and age to have. But they had copious amounts of or did not care yeah. because they were going to throw that shit up there with some rhinestones and some beads. And, and it was going to make them a lot of money. An amazing headpiece. Amazing. And like also yeah. re- done on the hip. She had another fe- she had another fan bit thing at the hip. It was yeah. gorgeous. It was and very then, cool because like she got like, you know, she's at the hat check thing and the box comes and they kind of like flash the costume a little bit. But then when she gets in it, I realized I'd seen so many publicity pictures of that particular outfit. Yeah. Not realizing that it came from this movie. But yeah, like I, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And really in a sense, really not revealing because she's no, kind of fully covered. fully covered in like nude, like a nude mesh. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's split up to the thigh yeah, and just split all the way completely. <laughs> and then the way, very provocatively beaded. Yeah. I mean, like, like stars over the boobs and like yeah. very provocatively. There's like done. an explosion burst on one, yeah. one breast. And then there's like flowers on the other. Like it's sort of yeah. like very, it's very, like very um, provoking. Yeah. yeah. It is very provocative. It's one of those things where you just What's going on yeah. there? <laughs> it was really neat and then it's got like long sleeves and there was a red kind of balance because it's like it's split on one side and then where it's split there's this beautiful like festooning of feathers and the crusting of rhinestones yeah. and then on the opposite side of her head she almost has that same thing yeah. as like a headdress very well designed absolutely beautiful and yeah. then also when we know she moves a lot in this gown and it's she split so a she lot could run, she could like dance and move around and then you actually notice we notice that they had to actually done the beading motif on the inside yes. of the like on the inside so when she's moving you don't get that weird just like blank nude yeah like lining. you, you would see like a little bit of like, nude lining but yeah you could tell they, they had beaded just enough of like a facing of an inside yeah, so was, that when you I would was, see it it was nice touch good good time yeah. detail there guys i would have never thought of that i was like as a designer i would never thought to do that on the lining i would have just said oh just do a contrast color it'd be nice yeah but i like love the idea now of doing something like well that. i think I like, oh, yeah I but, but you know but that's the difference between like an evening gown versus like a costume yeah because if you're designing this for a performance yeah. like this is designed for dancing totally so there's probably a lot of tips and tricks in there anyway that you probably like it's not your standard evening wear but i mean it, but it looks like it yeah. is like that's what, and it was a very physical dance she's like crawling on tables <laughs> she's rubbing on dudes she is like, wiggling around. It is, it is like, hilarious. She is getting her rent paid that month. Yep. <laughs> she is doing and, it. you know, if she was successful, she was hoping to get noticed by some big agents because she had this whole thing orchestrated and that happened. Yep, and, it's basically the, like, yeah. that's the moment where this launches her storyline of like, her career. And then so 
that that then basically it's like a whole thing where the kids are coming home and then there's like a big um moment with like the mom and dad are already there and then they kids come home and yeah. the parents are worried yeah. but like costume highlights of that oh is definitely well we get to see what missy was wearing on her date oh which my was God. this amazing like tonal green and i think that was probably their only attempt to make anything look mildly 30s because she was, if you think about it, like, it, it was fitted, but they did try to use, I, like, chiffon yeah, and sort of give it, it like, a straighter it silhouette. It didn't have that, but it clearly was fitted. It didn't have that 35 where it would be, no. like, sort of like a looser skirt or something. No, like but they were, it was like, it was like the closest they even tried. Like, she wasn't yeah. super sculpted. Like, she normally, I mean, like, you see her in other shots and she's clearly in, like, 50s looking yeah. things. Like, this was maybe their sort of small attempt at it, but it, she just. The woman looks gorgeous in green. Yeah, it was like it a was three, so nice. three to four shades of green, various shades of green. I felt like unusual pleated. color palettes see in movies. Like you don't normally yeah. see people rock green like that. It's funny because in the in the Missy documentary, the Razzle Dazzle Years one, which is all basically all Bob Mackie. Wow. He he mentioned that she also mentioned that she just loves color. Yeah. And so Bob's like, oh, we put her in every color, and so she can really rock color. Yeah. I don't know how. What it is about her color and her complexion, but she There's can wear it. There's something very universal like people, about her. She can get away with usually a Usually people, usually for greens and stuff, you'd want to see that on like an olive skin tone or a darker skin yeah. tone. You would expect to see that because darker skin tones just look so much better. And like yeah. pop, the color pops on them much better than like putting it a what on it. Just like a face. Yeah, paper. washed out. They, yeah. they get kind of washed out or they look sallow and those sort of things. Or as my mom says, I look like a cancer patient <laughs> when I wear green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. Oh, oh, mom. <laughs> I know. Now you know where the humor comes from. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so she rocks this, like, full, and then she has a great jacket with it, too, that's, like, circle cut with these beautifully, like, strangely draped sleeves that are, like, yes. kind of, like, almost, like, knotted in a weird way, and it has, like, a crazy kind of, like, giant standing collar that comes to a point. It's almost, well, that was, like... Well, that was the part that was very 50s. She almost had, like, a smocking, or, like, not smock, but, like, an A-line looking, like, over jacket. Oh, it was, like, over a, jacket. Like a circle cut. Yeah, it's like, one of those, circle like, cut. Circle cut very jacket. 50s yeah. like but underneath i felt like the silhouette they were i don't know trying there was a small status i have a feeling that trivia is just like we're just gonna we're, do it i'm gonna just he's like, like you do you he's trivia. like don't worry about it and he's like it'll hit there like it's supposed to be 1937 yeah. he's like sure it's 1937 but you look at this amazing yeah <laughs> so, yep, and so she comes home and from her crappy date and then the um you know and then the son comes home the oldest yeah. one who's been walking in the park <laughs> Yeah, well, Sorry. It it's really hard to <laughs> really say that very name. very large quotes about yeah. that he walking in the park. Well, hit the head in air quotes when he was saying that. And he just kind of like hovered in midair. They <laughs> fluttered there, if you will. Yeah. Um, but he comes home and decides to tell his family that he wants to be a priest and join the seminary. Yeah. And then they all get in a tizzy, but before he can really truly get some constructive time with his parents, drunk ass Donald O'Connor <laughs> comes home. Because, um, you know, he was out partying and everything, and he met Marilyn, but he was out with the older broad and got really drunk. And, the whole thing. You know, the and then thing. Ethel Rubin has to take care of him. But Ethel's wearing this amazing dressing gown. Oh, she wears, she, there's two, two storylines for Ethel Merman in this movie. Suits and dressing gowns. Yes. Like home, like house coats. Outside of her amazing costumes. These house coats are ridiculous. This ridiculous. One has, and I'm just like, how many different dressing gowns does one woman need? 
in that time period. I don't know at that time period, but I'm imagining. I don't know, but they like they were elaborate. I mean, almost reported being like an Edwardian tea gown or yeah, something like, like that. And you it know? looked like a full scale evening gown. Yeah. They, they weren't like they didn't seem easy to get into. They were like they no. zipped up the back. One of them, yeah, you could clearly tell it zipped up the back. Crazy. And it's funny because it, when you first see it, it looks like it buttons up the front, but and it, you're like, oh, it's a house coat. And you she turns, you're like, wow, that's even fancier. Yeah. So um, they so then fast forward to Don Donald O'Connor's drunk and then they yep. that's when they you know it's he's just he, he's just working some stuff out yep. and then eventually they book a show in Florida and that's where they run into Marilyn Monroe again yep. and then there's this whole storyline where they're the the five Donahues are going to be singing Heat Wave and yep. then Marilyn Monroe's doing Heat Wave. And, uh, it's just a mess. And even, yeah, and so, but, but because Donald O'Connor has such a boner for her, he doesn't tell his family and he doesn't try to pursue it. He, like, lets her go on and do her thing. And then they just sort of stand in the wig, giving full shade, full shade, the whole situation. Missy Gator is, it's like, we could barely see, they're, work, they're in amazing costumes. Oh and they're, like, God. standing in the corner. These Cuban, these Cuban inspired costumes. And they look, like, they they look so amazing. It's ridiculous. It's like, the full beat, it's like fully sequined, giant ruffled sleeves on the guys, like, and fe- feathers sticking directly out of the top of their head. It was, Missy looked like a yellow bird, like Woodstock, but like a showgirl version. <laughs> it was very, it was very, it was almost something you would see on Philip. Oh my God, it was amazing. <laughs> and, and so, but then that's also when we see it again, like, I, I remember this song and I, I've seen pictures of, like, publicity stills of Maryland from this dance number, but this was yeah. like this, I guess, very big dance number that she did called Heat Wave. Um, and she does a lot of dancing around with these guys that are in very tight, stripy onesies, sort of. With pants, like pants. they're pirates slash island people. Yeah, yeah. Something, but her gown. Her is, gown is amazing. Uh, well, and, well it's like a two-piece. <laughs> she's got like this, it's like a black beaded bandeau top. Yep. And then she's got little like like hot pant bottoms that because you know this was still you know Hayes code being very active at the time you couldn't show your belly button and it's hilarious because there's a cutout just the lower belly button with like a little belt yeah, just to cover up and the then this amazing skirt almost like yeah. a tango style skirt yeah, that was like on, a rumba skirt you said it was like hibiscus like yeah. black and white hibiscus on the on the outside and then this like fiery hot pink ruffles on the yeah, inside it was so gorgeous. oh and there's a smattering of beads out oh, yeah. of everything, everything, by the way. Like just, just know that everything we describe has, yeah. has like self-colored beads just smattered all over yeah. it to because give it extra glow. Like, gotta glow. give it some, gotta get it some glitter. So they probably just yep. went all over it with clear sequins. And yep. it's like, let's just make sure that she can glitter the whole time she's dancing. Exactly. She utilizes it and split up the front. So, so she good. utilizes it. She's spinning with it. She's like throwing the thing. She's like yep. whipping it around. It's, she is. She and is you know, I gotta tell you, it's, it's an interesting, what, how'd you feel about that? How'd that, you feel about number? that that number? I thought it was good. I liked it. it. Was good. I loved it. Okay. I thought it was I really loved it. So she had on her bandeau it had like a like a strap, like a pink strap that yes. became like a the giant, one strap. Became a yeah. giant like sash. I thought it was great. I did like that it wasn't too um specific as to what culture they were yeah. co opting. But you know what she was she was like, almost like um a uh, horny white woman who goes to uh, Eddie Old Beach, <laughs> yeah, Eddie and Beach. like could, it could have been in Jamaica, Antigua, Jamaica, Bermuda, it Bermuda. Yeah, it could have been anywhere. It was Acapulco. But that's what she was. She was horny white woman on the beach because <laughs> it's having a tropical heat wave and it's hot in here, bitches. And she's just twirling around and whirling around. That's what it was. <laughs> it, was it was really. It was, I was asking because I I was kind of reading up and uh, I guess. 
there were some of the there were critiques about it at the time being kind of vulgar or out oh. there. But I can see why because I think this was the time when like they wouldn't even show like Elvis shaking. They couldn't show Elvis like below the waist because they couldn't see people shaking their midsections and pelvises. And there was a lot of shaking yeah. of the midsection and pelvis. And she was going for the it. The girl worked this. Like yeah. you could you could feel the energy that she put into like this is an extremely physical dance number. A lot of dudes dancing around her, and she did great. She did yeah. really good. Even in the other one, though, when she did earlier, like, Marilyn kind of played it. Like, she was really, <laughs> I mean, she did. Like, she was really, like, giving it her all, you know? She may not be a Mitzi Gator. She's not necessarily, like, a uber dancer, but, man, did she try, you know? Yeah. And she looked great. Yeah, it was a really, it was a wonderful number. Yeah. So, basically, that's. And that pretty much sealed the deal for yeah, Donald Carter. He's like, like uh, what? Yeah, it's like a definite swing. Yeah, yeah his like, motor was pretty permanent after I'm that. I'm in love with this woman, <laughs> and we're gonna. He's like, I'm gonna make it happen. And then, <laughs> so then it's like they cut to a date with them. She. Um, yes. And like then post, post show. Yeah, post show date, and then there's this very strange dance sequence that he does outside of her. her he does outside of her Well, because he walks her to her hotel. Yeah. And she, in the end, like, there's this whole thing, like, he took her to dinner, and she's, like, she closes the door, and then he comes back, and then she gives him a kiss. And that look on his face, <laughs> I don't think was acting. Because she kissed him good. Well, there was a, that and, was like, I'm, I'm wondering if he had to wear, like, two pairs of tights underneath <laughs> when he did that. Because, you know, we just were, like, someone's banking it later. But then he goes into this whole dance number, which... Now I realize because she was supposed to be in Miami because I was like, where is she, Greece? Oh, like right. he's he's dancing in front of her apartment and there's like, you know, the seven muses and like full statues and yeah, like it and like, like it looks like the Bellagio, yeah. you know, in front of her, her tiny tiny hotel. Which is like I just the whole time we're thinking like, can you keep it down out there? Yeah. I'm trying to say I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> At what point she humors him by singing along with him? Yeah, it never but, comes out. Yeah, it's it's so funny. But then like. Then it was really like that. That part got a little weird because then the st- statues like come to life it's, and they're dancing yeah. with him, and then that motherfucker's tap dancing on top of her hotel room. <laughs> and we were like, you know, I don't know if she's gonna like you at this point. This is kind of stalkering. Like first your dance, now you're like, bitch has got to go to bed. All I'm saying is she's a hardworking lady. <laughs> like keep it down and try to sleep. Keep it down up there. Um. Yeah. So that was that was that number was. That was a throwaway number, I think. I was like, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that number, personally. But yeah, move the story along. Then, then it, that number ends and cuts the next day, and that's where the storyline basically is when Donald O'Connor has Donald O'Connor and Mr. Gainer have to tell Mom and Dad that they're leaving the group to go yep. and be in a show with Marilyn Monroe in New York. And, of course, Ethel Merman is like sourpuss. Yeah. Bitch face the whole time being like this. She's going to take my kids. <laughs> you can definitely tell this is a holdover probably from her um, husband having a wandering eye from blonde. Possibly. I think I think she's Maybe. got like a little bit of blonde shade in there. Yeah. There's, there's an ongoing theme of that with um, Miss Ethel. Um, and then so then it fell ashes forward to them in New York where, they, right. where they're doing the whole, they're, which is another there's another musical number because they're rehearsing. Yeah. One of those rehearsal musical numbers. Yes. Which was. It actually looked like a rehearsal because there were band members around them and they were in rehearsal clothes, but the rehearsal clothes were amazing. Uh, Because Mitzi Gaynor was wearing a crop top 
sweater with a it was like a twofer sweater it was like yeah. off the shoulder but then had a turtleneck underneath it had like a turtleneck it. underneath it and she oh, looked so and she had like a high waisted pants yeah but with a tiny V yeah like they still didn't show her belly button you could tell they came up to her natural waist and it had just this softest like V in the front yeah. and they fit her her she looked like cigarette a pixie just pants adorable yeah and then yeah. her short hair and makeup and and then Marilyn's in this I mean you could probably wear that shit today I mean it was so, so cute it was it was like uh, it was like capri pants and a and like a little top and all, it was all black. black. V neck, and, and then she had a, a a little turquoise sash that kind of hung off one side. Yeah, it was like a it was like an obi, but it was tied to the yep. front side, which was totally. And these sculpted. cute little slides, like little oh, heel wow. slides, just very simple. Like we're rehearsing, but like we're still beautiful, you black, know? Oh my god! The black mules were. She was. It was so cute. It was the weirdest number. It was though. a really weird number. The song was. Crazy yeah. weird, but it's actually really. It was pretty funny. It was but pretty it just funny. Kind of was like I don't know what show this is going. Like what is? Yeah, what, what, what kind of costumes show? are going to be worn with that <laughs> gonna, number? Jesus, it was called lazy, and it was just. It was weird. Like Donald O'Connor and Missy Gator like dancing around her like crazy, and then, and then Meredith was just like she was almost like high on the couch, just like <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> and uh, she's which like, is, you know, like oozing around the couch oozing around and you're like yeah she, pro pro baby she, she looked like she was humping the couch at one yeah. point where I was like I don't know how I feel yeah it was a little like it was interesting but I think also it was one of those where they were trying to move this story along too because at some point during the music it goes out to the crowd and you see the producer and then some other random dude who's random like, oh, I've got to marry that girl. And they're like, and he's like, what? You mean Marilyn? He's like, no, no, the little one, you know, and, and uh, Missy Gator. And, I just uh, love how they do that, where they're just like, where guys are like, proclaim. Yeah. They, they proclaim I'll them. have one of those. Like, I'm going to marry that girl. And it's like, does she know yet? Not yet. But well, yep. she'll be fine with it. <laughs> like, what? That, that, it's I don't know how that Irritating <laughs> to me for with my modern sensibilities, but that. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of things you could really love about the 50s, but that fucking marriage fever formula that they try to shoehorn into every fucking story, <laughs> take every woman who has everything going for them, like, and it's like, let's give it all up for marriage and, no, and well, pooping out a baby. I don't, I don't, you can edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a strange, it's such a strange thing to see that they were just yeah. like, that the guys were so sure yeah. that they were like, that's going to be my wife. It's like, you haven't even met her. You haven't met her. <laughs> you haven't asked her out, but you know, they, yeah, they're, they're determined. And that's, that's literally cool. what happens. It's like, they break for lunch. Missy is going to go out. Well, like, well, just like what they were saying, it's like the director comes up and he's like, Marilyn, you want to have lunch? Okay. And then, you know, then the guy comes up, hey, Missy, you want to have lunch? Okay. <laughs> and then Donald O'Connor is left on his own. Yeah. And, um, and then you really kind of see this whole thing play out where Donald O'Connor sort of slowly gets his, well, he's a dick, but he's also kind of gets his heart broken because he's like, he really likes Marilyn and she's, you know, she likes him too, but then she's also trying to work on her career and you get the idea, like, he's trying to date her, but she's really working on, like, she has too many instances where she's like pulled away from being able to be romantic with him in order to like work on her costumes or work with the director or whatever. Yeah. And so at some point he just gets so pissed off that he, um, she stands him up, but not intentionally. And then he gets drunk and comes back and upsets her and then leaves. And so he disappears. Like he literally just, oh, for, well, first well, he gets he in a car accident yeah. with another showgirl. <laughs> and, yeah. I, you know, again, he's just he's kind of a dweeb and, you know, in that respect. And he ends up disappearing. And, uh, and then all during that time, I feel like I'm, 
because this is like the part of the movie where it like it kind of moves along like it's a little it, yeah so it basically it's moves a little along choppy. faster so it's like fast, he yeah. gets he's mad at Marilyn he gets super drunk and then the dad is like what are you doing with your life and then so he's like so he's just like peace out and so he yeah. dips and like that's when he goes away for a really long time and then everyone's all concerned but in the meantime the show is also has to go on because he's right. opening night and he just like he's just like leaving everybody in a lurch and then so they. Ethel Merman steps in for yeah, him with, is, <laughs> with again. There was it was very weird. Like there was back to back. Like I don't know how we feel about these numbers. Lazy, and then the one that was like was sailors, sailors with tattoos. Yeah, sailors not a sailor until he's tattooed. Yeah, she's and Ethel Merman very is in a odd. sailor costume, and so is Missy Gaynor. And Ethel Merman's wearing mutton chops. Yeah, which I was just like, this is not a good look. <laughs> very weird. Very very odd dance number yeah it's a, um, that was a tough one that was a tough gonna, one to get through for sure just gonna, we're just gonna move fast but yeah <laughs> and then but then also and then so after that we find out that they still can't find donald o'connor like no. they use detectives moving the story along by letting you know that world war ii is happening they're like right. as they go out they see more men in uniforms you find out that the priest's brother has decided to join you know the army and like be a priest in, right, in the, and the chat chapel and in the army yeah. And, um, yeah, so all that sort of, like, moving along. And then you find out Missy Gaynor, she's got married, and now she's pregnant. <laughs> so, like, all of this sort of happens at a rapid pace. Yeah. And so, then you find yeah. out she's become friends with Marilyn, and they're working together. And so Right, because the, the show has to go on without Donald Trump. Right. So Ethel Martin steps in for his role while the show is running. Marilyn Monroe's moved in the show, and so is Missy Gaynor. Yeah. And then, basically, the culmination of the end of the movie is basically that the Hippodrome is closing. They're going to tear it down. So doing one last show where they bring back all the old stars to do a big sh- one big last show to raise money for Actors, Actors Equity or some some charity yeah. for actors, which I which was cute. And then All of this came together very, very quickly. quickly. Like the last fifteen minutes was just was like one giant a, a, an assault of a wrap up. Yeah. Like it's just crazy. Um. So then it was like so Ethel Merman's character was like, "We're gonna go do a last show and all that stuff." So they go and they do the last show, and that's where Donald O'Connor sort of just like appears. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was actually really touching because it's like you know it was it was like the um oh and because also the dad had at some point where they couldn't find donald o'connor he leaves so like the whole family's at this point is like split up yeah and the um the the priest the chap you know he's a chaplain now he's on like 24 hour leave so he's like he's there just to see the final show so it's this weird like culmination of the family under these weird circumstances but like as ethel merman's singing off stage you see the brother and sister, and then all of a sudden, Donald O'Connor comes up behind him, and he's a sailor, and then the dad's there, and yeah. so she kind of, at the very end, like, turns and sees all of her family, and then they all come out and perform together. One last final hurrah. Oh, yeah. And one last version of uh, Alexander's Ragtime Band. And it was amazing. It was really because, amazing. And, and then at the final shots of it, you, you see the whole family together, and then Marilyn's on the very end of Donald O'Connor. And it's very interesting because the way they have them all placed, you have Missy Gator on the end in her gorgeous red dress. She's like, she's on one side. Then you have um, Ethel Merman in the middle in her white dress. And then you have Marilyn in a blue dress yeah. on the edge, literally red, white, and blue. And yeah. then interspersed with that are the brothers that are yeah. in the army uniform and the navy uniform and the dad in the suit. I mean, it couldn't have been more like, America in your face! <laughs> Yeah, it was really, but then also there's like a whole chorus line of people oh, in various costumes and doing Amazing. all kinds of crazy stuff. And I was just like, 
and that last, shot, it yeah. was this pan away shot where yeah. you just, it's like the, the, the just the stage went on forever. But I was like, this is their last, this is the last show. I'm like, who's paying for this? There's yeah. so many costumes, so many, like just chorus dancers. I was like, I, maybe oh, I didn't understand the premise the of the magic a, of the movie. <laughs> premise of a charity show. Like it was. Oh wow. It yeah. Was, so that was. It was a doozy of a movie. It, it was, was a doozy. So it was about two hours long. I mean, it was yeah. it was long. It, it yeah. definitely was telling like the epic tale of this family in showbiz and sort of their ups and downs and living through certain times in America. Um, and the costumes, like yeah, out of this yeah. world. I mean, you can maybe quibble about the acting or the storyline or whatever, but the costumes are absolutely amazing. That's probably one of the reasons this movie amazing. kind of holds up. It's because it's really great parts of it that are still to yeah. say very visually pleasing very exciting to watch very you just like, i don't think they can a take a bad screenshot things. like you can pretty much yeah. pause it at any point and we did several <laughs> times because it was like overwhelming we're like i need to take a minute and like absorb what i'm seeing right now and then we would just be like two minutes later had to do it again because yeah. it was so much but uh highly recommend please please go watch this movie. Yes. It's a 20th Century Fox um movie it should be available on uh, what we I got it on we got, we it, got on it on iTunes too. but um, you can even find it I think on YouTube and um Amazon. Um Netflix had it at one point but it's not just, on there anymore so yeah. it might come back. We'll see. Definitely on. an important movie if you're a fan of Marilyn Monroe, if you're a fan of Mitzi Gaynor, Daniel Donald O'Connor, uh Ethel Merman. I just Johnny Ray, you know, I mean, all these people were all in. those Johnny Ray fans uh, out there. William Trivia, like his costuming, it is, it is, it is quintessential on point trivia costuming. It's just yeah. amazing. So yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. So as always, we want to encourage you guys to connect with us on social media. This is a business part of the portion of the program. Still <laughs> uh, uh, Old Hollywood Realness on Facebook, at Old Hollywood Realness on Instagram, at OHR Podcast on Twitter, and as always. We also need to give a huge thanks to Hal Loveland for generously lending us his vocal sounds for the opening of our podcast. All right, guys. Until next time, talk to you later. Yeah. Bye.